back on the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7. WFMZ, FNZ, helping you get through the week. As I said, it is hump day. Keep the text coming, 704-570-9610. Hit those socials, the Twitter and Instagram of WFNZ, the Wes and Walker Twitter page, Wes Bryant underscore 72, at Walker Mail and at HTB underscore Josh on Twitter and Instagram as well. Hit that follow button. Enjoy all the content. Question of the day. You get all that when you follow all of those platforms. And now it is time to go to the campus. Kona. All right. App State 3-3 three and three through six games for the second straight season. Cade Hensley made a game-winning 24-yard field goal as time expired to help Coastal Carolina get the victory in Boone 27-24 for Tim Beck's first Sunbelt Conference victory. The Mountaineers' three losses are by combined 12 points, including a double overtime loss at North Carolina and three-point losses to Wyoming and Coastal Carolina. Joey Aguilar completed passes to a season-high 11 receivers, fourth time in his five full games to complete passes to nine or more receivers. He had 305 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. App was four for four in the red zone with three touchdowns and a field goal, and they had 111 rushing yards, which marked a season low, but they played most of the game without the nation's second-leading rusher, Nate Noel, had a one-yard run and a four-yard catch on the first drive before a lower body injury mm. kept him from returning. So, tough loss for the Mountaineers at home. Three and three for the second straight season. What is going on in Boone? What's the state of the Ooh. Mountaineers program? Look, I'm just asking App State fans. You can text us if you want to. I want to know how you're feeling. 704-570-9610. That's a rough loss, Wes. At home, I believe now that is the third uh, loss in four games that you've had against a team like Coastal Carolina. And this is what I'm interested in, just like everybody else, I would imagine. Does Sean Clark survive this year? That's a legitimate question. Because you went 6-6 six and six last season. App State fans don't take too kindly to that. Their standards are a lot higher than barely being bowl eligible. And so now here you are, through the first six games of this season, you're 3-3. Three and three. Wes, look at the schedule coming up for them. Old Dominion on the road. The only losses they have, even if they have three wins, the only losses are against Power 5 ACC schools and Marshall. Those are the only losses ODU has. They have Southern Miss. That should be an easy win. They're 1-5 and five as it stands. But the rest of the games, then they have Marshall at home. They have Georgia State on the road. Georgia State's 4-1. and one. They have James Madison on the road. James Madison, they're 5-0. and oh. Then you have Georgia Southern at the end of the year, the rivalry game. You do have them at Kid Brewer Stadium. Georgia Southern's 4-1. Wes, there's only one other school that you have except for, well, you have Old Dominion and Southern Miss. Those are the only schools that you have that are worse than 4-1, and one, and Old Dominion's only losses are to good teams or teams that are above them in level of play. And they only lost to Wake Forest by Mitch Griffiths coming back and beating them by a field goal. It doesn't look good. So, for me... If you get to 500 one more year, I, I think that's the mark because you will have beaten some good football teams. You hold on to Sean Clark one more season. I know how it sounds. I think you hold on to him one more season. See if he can get out of it. 
the year after that, but then it's do or die time then. If you don't get to 500, you don't get to a bowl-eligible season, then I think he might get the ax. But pressure's on after that loss. It was a heartbreaker. Last-second field goal for them. Big play turned into a fumble. It was a backbreaker of a game for them. But if you don't get bowl-eligible, West, that might be the undoing of him. No doubt, and uh, I would agree with you. I think you give him one more year. This team is playing the definition of 500 football. You get a win, you get a loss. You get a win, you get a loss. That's how their season has been going. So a roller coaster for their fans so far. Like you said, very tough schedule down the stretch. I don't know if the 500 football will Ooh. continue. They're going to have to pick it up, man, because law averages, you're playing against teams that are better than you in record and on paper right now. So things could start to go downhill. If the record finishes below 500, do you think it's a done deal? That's what I don't done deal feel strong, but man, that that's what I'm looking for. If you're, if you're below 500, that might be the reason to go away from Sean Clark. And man, you think about how bad these losses have been for app state. Not one of these losses is anything short of crazy painful North Carolina overtime loss against a school like that. Then you have Wyoming, where we can remember they were up. Wyoming had a miraculous finish to that game in order to get that win in, uh, I believe, Laramie. And then you're talking about Coastal with the last second field goal against a team that has become somewhat of a rival in the last four years. Painful, painful losses for App State. Yeah, and he's got something there in Joey Aguilar. So you've got the quarterbacks. I guess that's a starting block for you. So we'll see what they can do down the stretch with some very, very tough games. We're certainly going to have our eyes on the Mountaineers. NC State and Duke is another game we're going to have our eyes on and is Duke in for a rude awakening with that new NC State offense when you look at it the overall series dates back to 1924 but NC State has been 15 and 3 versus Duke since 1990 State when you look at that offense keep talking about him Casey Concepcion he accounts for 28% of the Wolfpack's offense uh well their receptions I should say 31 out of 111 MJ Morris threw for 265 yards and four touchdowns last week. State went over 40-plus points. And so now when you look at Morris, there were some turnovers there. There were some things that could be a little bit discouraging, but he shook those off, came back, had a big game. And so you look at this Duke defense and how dominant they've been, and this is certainly going to be a litmus test for MJ Morris and the crew as far as what they can do because this Duke football team in five games – They've allowed only seven scores in 13 offensive red zone possessions. That's second in the country. They're first in the ACC and fourth nationally in scoring defense, only allowing 11.2 points per game. They've relinquished just 56 points on the year and only four rushing touchdowns. And lastly, they rank third in the ACC and 18th nationally in total defense, allowing just under 300 yards per game. So if NC State's new offense is supposed to be the real deal. Now, I know Marshall was a good test as well, which should bode well for State fans coming into this game. But, boy, do they have a test coming with the Duke Blue Devils and this defense that they have. I'm, I'm interested in how we view the coaching decision to start Brennan Armstrong at the beginning of the year once we get to the end of this season. Yes. Because, to me, I'm almost teetering on the side of good coaching because you, you bring in Brennan Armstrong. Brennan Armstrong, two years ago at Virginia, had a case to where it was worth seeing if you could resurrect that. 
You brought in the offensive coordinator that had all that success with Brendan Armstrong. You play really the first quarter of the season a little bit more. You see if you can win some games. And the only one that you should have won or had a case of winning that you lost was Louisville. 13 to 10, got to put more points on the board. So that one's bad. But before you get to Duke, who has a very good defense, then you name MJ Morris the starter. You allow him to go against Marshall, a good football team, not power five. So just talent-wise, you're going to be able to compete with them even if they are an undefeated squad coming in. I really like their game plan of we're going to see what Brandon Armstrong can do in these first five games. If it's not working, we're going to make the change against Marshall. And I don't know if that was as premeditated as I'm making it out to be, Mm -hmm. but I do like giving MJ Morris his first start against Marshall rather than Duke. Because odds are, Brennan Armstrong might be able to put up a decent amount of points against Marshall, too. Maybe I'm wrong on that. MJ looked really good after he got over the couple of interceptions. But I, I do think this is a sign of good coaching, to be honest with you. It, I understand wanting to start MJ at the beginning. I think it was worth seeing if you could resurrect Brennan Armstrong from two years ago. You don't. You move on. You don't let it simmer. And now you're going against Duke with MJ Morris having a game under his belt. Well, and also, too, it was desperation. They knew if they did not give MJ Morris a chance that there was a good chance that he was going to be gone elsewhere and could potentially transfer during the season. We've seen that a lot, and I don't know for a fact that that was MJ Morris's plan. But we do know we see kids a lot of times when things aren't going the way they want during the season, they'll just up and quit the team and leave and go somewhere else during the year. So I felt like they also knew that it was desperation time to make a move uh, with MJ Morris. And so uh, moving on to the Clemson Tigers, when you look at an article from the Greenville News, and they were talking about three concerns Clemson football uh, must address during their bye week. And they mentioned the run game and how Dabo preseason had said that he thought that he could have two 1,000-yard backs and Phil Moffa and Will Shipley. And Shipley's kind of getting close to there. He's a shade under 500 yards. And then Moffa, he's done well when he's gotten in the game. Talked about their kicking issues as well and special teams. So when you look at this Clemson team coming off a 17-12 victory versus Wake Forest, up next out of the bye week, they've got Miami. We'll see what Miami's got uh, after that devastating loss they had, but they've got Carolina on Saturday. Is Duke or is Clemson done losing for the season? Oh, no, I don't think so. I think there's too many tough games for them. To say, I mean, that, that'd be a little frustrating, right? If, if you win the rest of your games, you lost to Duke and you lost to Florida State, and then you show in the back half that you are ready to go against these other pretty tough opponents, that'd be frustrating because then you would look at it as a college football playoff wasted opportunity. Of course, you're going to take it if you're a Clemson fan, but Miami on the road after they have this game against North Carolina because Clemson's on the bye this week for anybody that doesn't know on the road against state, but then home against Notre Dame. You do have a home game against North Carolina. Then you're playing in Columbia to end the season. I just think there are too many hurdles to clear to say that they're going to finish the season undefeated. And even If you were starting to get a little more confident in that offense, they put up 17 against Wake Forest. They really could have had another statement win after they looked good against Syracuse. The offense was performing well enough against Florida State. I thought, hey, another 30-point output against Wake Forest, and you're hitting the ground running, going into the bye with Miami on the other side. But you only put up 17. Disappointing performance for them after they had a couple games. Well, the thing I will say, though, is Obviously, a football season is a marathon, and I feel like Clemson, the last two weeks, they've shown you different ways that they can win. They went up and beat Syracuse K-Club, Nick throws for 263 yards. 
got some touchdowns. The offense looked pretty good. The defense looked certainly uh, dynamic. Then against Wake Forest, they win an ugly football game at home uh, against a Wake Forest defense that was very determined. So I think, man, call me crazy. I think they've got a chance uh, to run the table, in my opinion, because Miami, you don't know uh, what you have from them. NC State, we'll see again. They got a tough test coming with Duke, Notre Dame. I feel like they're a little bit fluky yeah. as far as offensively. Georgia Tech, we know it's feisty. Carolina's going to be a big test for them as well, but they get them at home. And then South Carolina as well. And South Carolina's a very one-dimensional team, even though preseason not predicted for them to beat Clemson again. But these are all games that Clemson could win. So I'm not going to rule them out, but they certainly have some things that they need to clean up, and uh, that's for sure.